The McElroy brothers are not experts, and their advice should never be followed. Travis insists he's a sexpert, but if there's a degree on his wall, I haven't seen it. Also, this show isn't for kids, which I mention only so the babies out there will know how cool they are for listening. What's up, you cool baby? It's familiar, but not too familiar, but not too Everybody, as you can tell from the jingle bell noises that Griffin has edited into the show, nope. it's jingle, 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 jingle. That's there you go. the word jingle said over and over again. This it's can- it's onomatopoetic. Candlelights has possibly begun, or maybe it hasn't. My name is Justin McElroy, and I'm your oldest brother. I'm Travis McElroy. I'm your middlest brother. I'm your sweet baby brother, Griffin McElroy. And Justin, you bring up a great point. We are in the phase of Candle Nights. Yes. Where the holiday is part of sort of a quantum state where you're not really sure. Griffin, that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. Like, if you're observing it, it exists. But right now, I don't see it anywhere. I don't see it in my heart or the hearts of my fellow men and women. This is the thing about candlelights that is so important. A lot of people ask us, when does it start? The, it, I don't know. That's the thing. <laughs> the magical thing is it starts at different times for literally every single human being. Someday you're just going to be walking down the street and you'll see like two people very much in love or uh, smell some roasted nuts in the air. Yeah, And you'll yeah. think it has begun. This last, is the season. Last summer I saw Guardians of the Galaxy in theater and I was like, oh shit, early candle nights for me. And I had to for- celebrate it for like six months. <laughs> it was Pretty exhausting. Sure candle nights is a serious medical condition. If, you've, if you or someone you love has candle nights for more than four months, <laughs> you should consult a doctor. I did. I did. Chris Pratt, Zoe Saldana. They just they they were they up in the mix. They were they instilled it inside of me. They birthed the seed uh, from my. What about Rocket bloom. Cooper? Yes, him too. The, pro- the problem with a lot of holidays is it's like, is it too early to start doing X? But with candle nights, that doesn't exist because it's whatever you feel in your heart. It is a uh, Justin. Pans- you shouldn't do ecstasy at holidays. Yes. What you should? Yes, you should. You should do ecstasy at holidays, right? Yeah. That's true. I should roll Molly every school. <laughs> uh, they've, they've made it a sweet honeypot of sensory experiences with all those twinkly lights and jingly bells and sweet uh, savory treats. There's a, uh, um, the, it is a pansexual, panreligious, or is it panreligious pansexual? That's the order. Whatever, pan, whatever it it's is, a panreligious pansexual personal pan holiday, and there are no rules. It is just right. That's the other thing about candlelights. You start celebrating whatever you want. Is Santa in it? You know he is. Does it got some menorahs? It does indeed. Yep. Does, uh, it- does it got that Chevy wine? Last night I went to a, a Hanukkah party and I got chorned on that Chevy wine. Damn. <laughs> he, uh, here's the thing. Here's the great thing about candlelights is that it is also Hanukkah and Christmas. It absorbs all other holidays into itself. And yeah. winter solstice winter and Kwanzaa. Solstice. And um, there's probably others. Speaking of candlelights giving, by the way, uh, we did this thing last year called the MBMBM Angels, where uh, people helped out some uh, less fortunate families in the Huntington, West Virginia area, where we are all hailing from. 
Uh, I am going to, I've got the list, uh, and I'm going to be spooling that back up today if you want to get into it. Hell Last yeah. year, do you guys remember what we did? La- we said, like, thank, yeah, we, if you helped out, we recorded thank yous to you. And I think we do that again. Like, let's just do it. Yeah. Let's yeah. commit to it right now on the show. So if you go to our Facebook group, um, uh, we'll, we'll hammer out the details there. And tell you all the particulars, but uh, we're gonna sa- uh, we're gonna save an entire town, save Christmas for an entire city, and who else can say that besides <laughs> the Grinch? I, I, I think Ernest. Uh, Ernest does it. Is Ernest okay? I have a question because I'm not gonna watch it. Is Ernest save Christmas the one where he gets the superpowers? Well, okay. It, no, that's Ernest goes to jail and gets. Well, that's where he gets the okay. electric powers. I think yeah. in Ernest gets stupid, he gets powers. God, I think he gets powers in a lot. Ernest goes is to he, camp and then is he, he cries like, by a window. Is he like rogue? Does yeah. he just, does he get new superpowers every installment of his? Guys, I watched a holiday movie the other day called Mixed Nuts, starring Steve Martin. Oh boy, that's and a that's, little bit of a dark one for. Yeah, I was told it was going to put me in the holiday spirit, and it gave me negative holiday spirit points. (laughs) Why is that? It detracted from my sum total. I don't know. I think it has something to do with the fact that it's all about a suicide hotline, and then at one point in the movie, they just murk Gary Shandling. (laughs) They just kill Gary Shandling. They no-scope Gary Shandling. (laughs) They do. They no-scope, 360 no-scope Gary Shandling, and then, like, two people have sex, like, literally two and a half minutes after they (laughs) no-scope Gary Shandling. And it's like, cool movie. Come here, Santa Claus. I'm ready for you now. And, and they camp Shandling's respawn. So that's, yeah. oh, God. It just they it troll, gets gross. They troll the respawn, Shandling. <laughs> let's, uh, uh, let's do some questions. Yeah, let's help some people, I think. We're, I'm, I'm ready to get on it. All right, here's our first question. As my dad gets closer and closer to retirement, it's become obvious to his children that he doesn't have any hobbies. What's more is... My mom seems to get a bit annoyed with him when he works from home and has free time. Can you guys think of any good hobby ideas for a spreadsheet-loving math nerd like my dad? My dad is Dahl and Durham. Oh, that. Oh, that's their name. They're not just like stating that they are. <laughs> their dad is my dad's dull. My dad's dull. Um, additional information if needed. I should say so. Uh, he is an actuar. He's an actuarial consultant. No, Don't know what it is. Can't no say it. Clue. He's an actual consultant. It. Uh, he played the trumpet in high school. He's cheap. And I don't uh, think he has the patience to build model ships. I like the last uh, the last one because it's like, I know what you guys are about to say. Let me cut should, you off before you say it. Before model you ships say is model out. ships, model ships is out. That's right out. Okay. The, I. What if he loves spreadsheets, right? Statistics. What if he starts statistically like quantifying really like unimportant things if he was like i if you look at my bar graph this is how many times that bird landed on our on our air conditioner uh so you want him to go insane you want to make <laughs> this person's oh, okay. dad become an, an insane dad <laughs> check out my insane dad uh maybe you, he could use statistics and numbers to find out what the most pleasurable hobby for him would be and that's his hobby i and like then that he dies <laughs> like it's oh, well canoes <laughs> no i okay, spent too long cracking the canoe code paint, he starts by paint by numbers and he sees like well that would be less satisfying but it would be good time spent but there's a lot of cleanup so i'm wasting minutes there that's not the most efficient way yeah. for me to spend my retirement so then um, he, he might maybe he'll put a four next to that on the spreadsheet mm-hmm. yeah Wait, out of like, what a thousand oh yeah, worst, he hates paint by numbers yeah one of the worst hobbies you could have 
Um, can you just make a hobby out of maybe just following this spreadsheet thread? Um, just put every number into a spreadsheet. And just every every day, like maybe you put in like a a, a bunch more numbers. Good work keep... today. I did four through ten. Yeah. Well, I, hopefully you could do more numbers than. It doesn't just say six he's numbers. good at it. Okay. It's a good point. He would get better eventually, but yeah, Trav. I guess starting out. Could he use statistics and his actuarial knowledge to be an elderly crime solver? Like murder, she wrote, but it'll be like murder, she mathed. I don't uh, think there's anything there. No, I don't. Well, you know, when you take you take crime statistics, yeah, and then you find like a murderer. Yeah, I don't know how to use Excel, but I'm pretty sure you can't just put like gun and then under that blood splatter and then under that sulfur X sulfur. Well, under that, just like Mark and his wife were having trouble, and then you highlight all of that and you click resolve, and it's like. Definitely Mark is the killer. I, I didn't watch it, but isn't this what the show Numbers was actually about? Like, isn't yes. this what the plot of Numbers that you're describing, Travis? Except in my show, it's shot from the perspective of Judd Hirsch. From my show, it's shot from the perspective of the Numbers. Seven, <laughs> eight, nine. What are they thinking? Thirteen. Uh, well, that's a rough burden to bear. What does he do in his off time when he's not being a number and representing a concrete amount of things? Um, the trumpet in high school, I think, unless he got so good at trumpet that he was like, well, I've mastered this. No need to, <laughs> Gotta no put need to, this down. No need to continue playing trumpet. Kind of how, like, Louis Armstrong was like, I've, I beat trumpets. I finished it. Anybody have anything else for me to play? Maybe it's, not, maybe you want to get him in, like, okay, you've got your model trains, right? You've got your whittling. Maybe you want to get him into something that's so, like non-sequitur old man hobby? Like, what if he gets really into, like, being a house DJ? Fuck yeah. This is my, this is my, this is my dad. We're going wakeboarding later. Yeah. Something where it's just like, oh yeah, listen, we don't want, we don't want you to be sedentary. We want something that'll get you out there. Now you're like an extreme mountain biker. We're taking you to the burn, dad. Hey dad, we're going to the, dad, we're going to the burn. (laughs) Did you see my dad's Red Bull stunt reel? (laughs) It's blowing up on YouTube. Did you hear my dad got to deal with Birdhouse? My dad's amazing. He's a skate king. <laughs> he's, he's king of skate. He's king of skate. This is how cool my dad is that he's he has things, he has names and titles, and I don't even know about him. He's too elite for me. I'm this is my elite to, dad. I need to go to the video game store. I'm going to buy Mark's Dad Pro Skater 5. <laughs> I got cheat codes for Mark's Dad Pro Skater 5. I can do 900, easy. <laughs> when they put Spider Dad into Mark's Dad Pro Skater 5, I was like, ah, it's a little much. But when they had well, Farfetch Dad Mall in there, uh, that was better. Do you, do you guys want a Yahoo answer? Do you yes, remember when please. Dad Margera, <laughs> <laughs> star of Mark's Dad Pro Skater of the, of the hit TV show Of the hit TV show Jack Dad. <laughs> dad um, Hey, guys, welcome to Dad Ass. This Yahoo was sent in by Level 9000 Yadru Druid Drew Davenport. Thank you, Drew. It's by Yadru Answers user Cassidy. Cassidy asks, What's the difference between Toke and Blaze? <laughs> oh, good one. I found the right place, Cassidy. I told someone I'd like to Toke with them sometime, mm-hmm. which is crazy. Which is a crazy thing to <laughs> which say. Which is a narc thing to say. It's a total narc thing to say. I told someone I'd like to toke with them sometime, and they said they don't toke, they blaze. 
And Hello, I'm, fellow young people. Are we all <laughs> talking today? Or? And I never knew there was a difference. So can someone explain it to me? This is definitely two cops trying to bust each other, right? <laughs> Wait, are you a cop? Uh, yeah, are you? Yes, damn yeah. it. Damn Not it. Not again. Fell um, for each other's web. Um, we have to get on the same page with this. Okay, to, <laughs> to try to answer the question in a concrete way, to me... I feel like toke is the act of one one inhalation of marijuana. And I believe that blaze would just be the entire experience of smoking marijuana. So Everything it's like, from it's like, like squares like and rectangles. Buying I mean? a, yeah, like toking is part of blazing, but like blazing includes buying posters and like having them at the Absolutely. place. Oh, it's a blaze life. Yeah, it's so a blaze life. Every blaze is a toke, but not every toke is a blaze. Some tokes are rips. Yes, and some are chunky cheefers. That is true, Travis. Some are chunky cheefers of that sweet green leaf. Didn't even think about that. It's a complicated little Venn diagram. I feel feel like you can toke alone, but if but you can only blaze in a group. That's actually a very good. That's actually a really good um, indicator, I think, for like an important marijuana distinction. There are some slang terms for smoking marijuana that are going to sound ridiculous if you say them by yourself. <laughs> if you say like, hey, what are you doing? I'm just getting blazed by yourself? Oh, bummer no. summer. Wow, that's a really big bummer. You're getting blazed But I feel like yourself. you can chill by yourself. Yeah, just chilling. Netflix and pot. Uh- is that what the kids the kids? Do? I Netflix and chilled myself. <laughs> oh, I just I can't believe I fell for it. I just don't. I don't get why it would be so important to you to draw the distinction to another living, breathing human being. Hey, don't say, no, I don't. How dare you? Toke, I blaze. It seems weird to me that you would be the kind of person that only blaze and did not toke. But is toke, does toke some way like connote that you like don't commit to the blaze life? That you're like, oh, you're just a toker. You just dip your toke in the water. You don't even, you're not going for it. To me, the difference is, and in my mind's eye, the difference is you toke, you're smoking marijuana, you blaze, you smoke marijuana, and then as soon as you're done, like throw your arms way open wide and just embrace the entire experience and just announce that you're blazed. That seems to be the difference. I guess you guys are just making me rethink my whole thing because I thought I was living a 420 blaze life, but I just, it feels like maybe that's all. A lie. This has and been maybe- a reverse intervention. You're not doing enough drugs, Griffin. Do you, do you think that maybe you misheard them and they say, I don't toke, I laze? And they were talking about eating chips. <laughs> they just eat, they just enjoy laced potato chips um, whenever their urge to smoke weed gets to them. Or were you talking to an old uh, American gladiator who was saying, No, I'm not toke, I'm blaze? <laughs> That's possible. I could have sworn you were a turbo. No, actually, I'm Blaze. I'm Blaze, but I get that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> we usually travel together just to make it easier on people. What if there were American Gladiators? Like, they added a new season uh, It launched on April 20th, and all of the Gladiators were weed slang. <laughs> they all were like, I'm Pot Cloud. <laughs> that's, that's not weed that's slang. Not weed slang. <laughs> what are you talking about? That's just saying words. I'm Grand Jerk. This, I'm ready you to guys stop wanna, you. Breathe in this pot cloud with me tonight. Four thirty. What? <laughs> That's just a time. <laughs> That's what time we were gonna do it though. It's one of the four twenty is one of the great ironies of pot because it 
requires that people smoke weed and also be punctual. That doesn't seem fair. Why do you have to also worry about that? I was also about to say that it's a problem if you have like a nine to five job, but it's probably not. It's, it's probably, probably not, not an issue. An ish, no. I have to leave right now, but it's not five o'clock. It's only 4.10. I know. <laughs> Please let me go. I'm going to miss it. Um, there's an answer here that says Toke is just a couple small hits, but Blazing is smoking a lot. See? I mean, I, I feel guess. like we got it. What if you start toking, but then you get interrupted by something else and you can't fulfill the blaze requirement? Or what if you start intending to only toke and suddenly realize you've blazed? Oh, that's, no. <laughs> yeah, that's a better pill. I've got a brisk to go to. I didn't mean to blaze. <laughs> I accidentally got blazed. Oh, no. I can't come to work today, boss. <laughs> it happened again. <laughs> hey, that's understandable. That's a perfectly valid <laughs> wanting to tote, but accidentally getting blazed. I don't think this will affect valid. Blockbuster's business at all. No, I think it'll be fine. Take it from me, the CEO of Blockbuster. <laughs> Jimmy Blockbuster. I'm a cool laid back CEO. <laughs> Everything's going great. We'll always need videos. VHS is the future. I what hope no one's stealing our posters. <laughs> what do you need? Blade Blade 2? Quit joking around. We got it. <laughs> we should order 18 copies just in case people want to get multiple copies of Blade 2. Hey, do you know how you know how you could go to the grocery store and get a box of popcorn for three cents? How about we sell you a fake tub of it for eight dollars? Just like please don't steal. Theater. Please don't steal. Here's a very large box of Twizzlers. Isn't that the metric by which you always want to do enjoy Twizzlers by the box? Because that's what we've got for you. Enjoy these waxy strings forever. <laughs> enjoy these terrible waxy candy strings forever. It's a punishment you buy for yourself. <laughs> By the box, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> hey, do you love that Snowcaps flavor at the movie theater? <laughs> but I always wonder why you didn't, nobody sells those candies anywhere else. Well, good news, Blockbuster. Enjoy these and Showgirls, whatever. Yeah, whatever. No judgment here. Judgment free zone. I'm but glad God. I'm glad God punished Blockbuster <laughs> for their hubris. <laughs> they just got too big. Uh, got another question here. What is the best way to tell someone they're driving the wrong way on a one-way street? Oh, man. This has happened to me three times in the last two months. I tried honk. What if it's him? <laughs> <laughs> how, do I how do I tell everybody that they're driving the wrong way on this Why is everybody driving street I found? I tried honking loudly, flashing my lights, and gesturing forcefully. But the first two times, they just drove on by going the wrong way. And one guy actually flipped me off. I'm not sure what else to do outside of crossing into their lane and forcing them to swerve off the road. I'm pretty sure this is a bad idea. That's Kevin from Kansas. Uh, yeah, Kevmo. I bet that guy yeah, who flipped him off felt idea. real stupid like five seconds later. He was like, fuck you. Oh, God. Oh, oh, God. No, oh I, I was wrong. Apologize. Oh, no. It's my Listen, bad. I want to strongly, strongly caution you against this idea of trying to run people off the road. Uh, I don't understand why when there's a little bit of a traffic confusion, it has to turn into Mad Max like right <laughs> yes. away. Like, here, in why Los, don't you just... here, in, here in Los Angeles, traffic laws mean nothing, and you would be like mean nothing to people, and you would be amazed, Justin, at how often that kind of like I've seen people like waiting, you know, it, it, like they get stuck in traffic because we're all trying to merge onto one tiny ass road to get over a mountain, and like people yeah. will like drive up onto a sidewalk because they're like, but I want to go now, and they'll just like go up on a sidewalk and then get back in line. 
It's because they just want to. They the, want to then. You don't. No, officer, you don't understand. I want to now. I need to now, sir. Please, I want to. Why wouldn't you let me do this? Can't you see that I I want it? I want I want to be there. Why don't you get this? I would like to be there now, please. And I'm back here. And can't you see how angry that is making me? I'm. I need to turn left out of the right hand lane. I don't think there's a good way of telling people. I mean, w- once okay. Here's the here's the problem. Once they're out of the range at which you could tell them, like once you realize, like, oh, that person's doing this bad thing. I gotta do something to warn them. By the time you've had that realization, they're already. In your rear view. I mean, it, there's somebody else's problem now. You've just got to go on with your day because you you don't have time to worry about that anymore. You've Let got me. other things to worry about. You've got a demanding job. You've got kids that have to go to school. Like, you, you're busy right now. You don't have time. Let me roll this idea up into a little sticky ball and okay. throw it at the two of you and see what happens. Can we get CV radios in every car? Ooh. I have wanted this technology forever. Right. I've always wanted this. Uh, but so that's an easy fix, right? Like, hey, compadre, you're you're, you're breaking the rules. And here, driving- oh, let me let me uh, turn up the dial, Griffin. Yeah, with please, this. please, please. You take the concept of like emojis, right? And you have like pre-programmed, like you're going the wrong way, or you're an asshole, or like that's not a turn lane. Just buttons that you push, and it just like okay. beams a robotic like voice into their CV. Because you're driving, we don't want to institute like more distraction. So you just press a button, and like maybe it's an LED display on their dash, or it's a voice. It's okay. like you're going so the you, wrong way. You're saying to limit distraction instead of saying, "Hey, buddy, you're driving the wrong way." You want to look down into a virtual keyboard and swipe through until you find the correct emoji and then pr- tap in maybe a few emojis to send their way and then it appears on their screen. Of course, they have to close. They have to like a- activate the notification in order to view your emojis. <laughs> well, maybe um, we make it more ergonomic than that. Griffin. We put the buttons around the steering wheel like on the back of the steering wheel so you're hitting it with your fingertips and it becomes I, it becomes just secondary nature. I hate to quibble, but if we're creating technology to make cars safer, if we're trying to figure out a scientific technological way to communicate to a driver that he's going the wrong way down a railway railway street, perhaps the most efficient, elegant solution to that is not have other drivers notice and then try to text them the information. Yeah. Perhaps their car I, could tell them that they were doing this terrible thing. Yes, and I think this conversation conversation is probably how we ended up with the car horn because like if we logically (laughs) if we keep going down this road for like another couple hours the three of us are just gonna agree like what if you just have one big button on your car (laughs) that just went hey um and then that can be sort of a catch-all for you're doing something wrong what if a turtle in a cloud flew over and fishing line down and picked you up and turns you back around yeah all right. I, the problem with the car horn, though, is that it doesn't, through years, any word used repeatedly is going to become, uh, like, like I'll use, um, you know, stupid for a while, right? Like, stupid meant bad, and then or, or, in an Orwellian style, stupid eventually meant good, and, and I think it probably means bad again. Uh, but the, the important thing is that any word used long enough will start to um, lose its meaning and change and evolve. The car horn initially did mean like, hey, let's drive a little safer, please. Or, hey, please pay attention. But now, through years of misuse, it's like it's all, people only honk ironically. Yeah, I it think. can mean, I can mean anything. One, it can mean anything. It could be like, hey, 
um, my team is the best at sports today. Tonight, yeah, they mm-hmm. they won sports. Or it, it could just it could just be like a, a proclamation of like I'm here, I'm here, I am here. Or what's this well, button do? Oh man, it makes a loud noise. Well, that's, that's why you, you got to couple it with something, make it a word and a blow. You know what I mean? So we do the horns, and then you have like almost like semaphore. You have different hand signals. I see what you're saying. Yeah. So you're saying like three quick horns means Jeremy, I'm outside. Uh huh. Um, and also, like, I want to jump in. It's 2015. Everyone owns a phone and has it within six inches of them at all time. Please stop honking your horns to pick people up at six o'clock in the morning. What are you doing? It's 2015. Yeah. Don't hey. honk. The horn, you asshole. As long as we're putting people on blast, he uh this one goes out to our dad. Speaking of phones. Hey, dad. Hey, hey, dad. When you decide you get a wild hair and you want to text Travis at 530 in the morning his time, 830 in the morning your time, 730 in the morning Griffin's time, an acceptable excuse to that is not is not, I didn't think you'd have your phone near you. <laughs> Where else would it be? Teresa and I talked about that afterwards. I die like, without it. I die if I don't know where it is, and it's not touching me at all times I die. Dad, time so for yes, bed. Gotta me. carry my phone downstairs to the living room. Where else would it be? What if Look, someone needs me? Yes. They don't. But let me hit you guys with another idea I just had, and this one's the real winner. You're not going to even put Dad on blast for a second. This one, well, he's, you know. I rolled out the mat, and you guys just walked off. I blasted him. I blasted him. I flavor blasted him. He's of a different generation. I'm always happy to hear from our father. Listen, (laughs) let me hit you guys with this, because I'm all about increasing goodwill in the world. You got the one horn now, and that one horn... Yes, just as you said, could mean anything. But most of the time, it means, hey, dipshit. I would like to suggest that all cars come with three horns. And it can be like three different sections in the middle of the steering wheel. And that'll probably be good, too, because if the airbag has to pop out, it gives it like a little natural sort of like space for it to blast out from. It's perforated. It's perforated. Yes, Travis. So you still have the, hey, dipshit button, right? And But then... We could have a more neutral horn or a special occasion horn, um, and then if that if you hear that one go off, it just means like oh that person's doing their own thing. They're celebrating the winning of you know a sports team or something like that. Um, it's not traffic related. Non non traffic related. This is just a sound horn. But then you get that third horn. They just want to make noise. They just want to yes. make noise. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I get that because sometimes you're in traffic and you realize that like nobody can move. It's not like somebody's just sitting there. But you want to like express you want to be a part something. of the conversation, right? So maybe when you drive by and it's like hit this up if you're voting for Gore, and then you sound just your sound horn because if you honk your danger horn, then people are going to think you're in danger. Third horn though. Third horn is the great job horn. Ooh. And you do this. If somebody does like a dope break and like stops from hitting the car in front of them, which like slammed on their brakes and you'd be like, Ooh man, that was a close one. Great job. And you just hit them up with that. (laughs) And they say, Oh, thank you. Or you, somebody does a dope ass parallel park in like a Mm -hmm. tight, tight spot. Like, Oh, great job. Or they pull out of a spot and then they block the car that like rolled up to try to steal the spot that you were clearly waiting on. They block that car. Mm -hmm. When somebody does that, great job. If I see somebody do a very quick turn on the protected left, instead of just like sitting there watching fucking minions in their built in DVD player. (laughs) Great job. I I would like to request one tiny, horn at the bottom that's the equivalent of a throat clear because that's the no, horn that's just, i always need where it's like oh the light screen and this person hasn't moved yet just a <clears throat> no that's the pay attention horn 
what were you saying, Justin? I would like uh, that horn, this like the great job horn would be really useful for that moment when you're driving and you see someone who is driving the exact same uh, make, model, and color oh, in yes. your vehicle, and it suddenly becomes the most important thing in the world yeah. that that person and you have a moment. Is this just? Does this just happen to me? Where it's like, if I see somebody else driving my car, they have to notice this is happening. Doesn't even need to it's, be auto. It doesn't have to be car to car. It can be you see a fucking dope ass little Caesar sign dancer. Great dance. <laughs> Great dance. Oh, this is great too for when you're on those long car trips and like you and the same red car have been like on the highway, like just trading places for the oh, last like, hell four yeah. hours. Hell and you're yeah, like, I love that. We know we're doing this dance. Like we yeah. know we in this together. It's and in the hardest like, for when you finally have to part ways. It's like, well, Kimasabi, yeah. I'll see you on down that lonesome highway. Great job. Great so job, so- my friend. <laughs> What and I, let me just spend a hell of a time riding with you <laughs> <laughs> till we can dance again. Great job. <laughs> let me just onomatopoeia this shit because we're gonna have the danger horn, which is still like right. But then the sound. The horn danger just, horn sounds like a dorky guy who just got really scared by something. Yeah, Bro. and then the sound horn can be like a whoop, and then the great job horn would just be like great job. <laughs> great job. I like um, it. I like it's on the nose and could never be confused with any of the other horns. Because you don't want to honk the great job horn and have someone be like, what? Oh, sorry, that was a great job, right? Like, you don't even want that that millisecond of, like, animosity. You want them to know right away. They're like, great job. Um, I bought a Volkswagen Golf, a new Volkswagen Golf this year. Like, two Ooh. days before they were like, bef- two days before they were like, mm, we lied. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> um and so they've been trying to figure out a way to settle this. It's not going to cost them like 80 billion euros. Uh, and Volkswagen, can I suggest being the first ones to the table with this technology? Replace my horn with these three horns. And then, like, first of all, all, all will be pardoned. Um, but second of all, like, I don't know. I feel like I'll be the leader of cars. I'll be the king of cars. Great job. Great job. Great job. Hey, let's go to the money zone. Great job. My brother, my brother, me is supported in part by Harry's. Which they part? A, Which part? Which part? The butt. They have a limited edition. <laughs> <laughs> shaving set comes with a copper plated razor handle a couple of five blade cartridges shaving cream and a cool travel kit to hold everything hey what is this bag that has all your shaving stuff in it oh that's my travel kit <laughs> what well, is this bag of loose shaving cream it's it's cool yeah it is Holiday shaving sets are all different price points, but they start at $15. You can go to harrys.com right now for a special offer for our listeners. Harry's will give you $5 off your first order with the code MYBROTHER. Now, don't wait. Economy shipping for the holidays ends on December 18th. That's H-A-R-R-Y-S.com. And then enter the code MYBROTHER. Harry's.com. MYBROTHER. Got a different sponsor this week. This one sponsored my tummy, uh, and it's Squarespace. I know when I said that, you thought, well, this is probably going to be some sort of edible product. No, it's Squarespace, although these designs are so delicious, I feel like I'm eating them when I go to a Squarespace website. But it's too many bites. Okay, so Squarespace is the (laughs) all-in-one website platform. Squarespace sites look professionally designed, regardless of your skill level, with no coding required. 
You can start your free trial site today with no credit card required at squarespace.com. Just use the offer code MYBROTHER, all one word, MYBROTHER, to get 10% off your first purchase. Squarespace, build it beautiful. Griffin, what would your trial website be? Oh my gosh. Um, probably some sort of manifesto. Nice. Um, <laughs> oh, that you hear that and you think it, sound, it sounds negative. It would be like a positive manifesto. A, hu- just, a humanifesto. Yeah, just like, hey, cut it out. Uh, we have some uh, personal messages, and they have sponsored the part of the show that is my neck, my back, my pussy, and my crack. God, it's no, Brent and Jody. Get a message from Bobby and Chris. They say, congratulations on bringing another tiny human into the world. Hoping you and Jody are doing well and taking it easy. Here's wishing you two more happy times ahead with your new little lady. High fives all around. I hope from Bobby and Chris. And it goes to Brent and Jody. And thank you for having one normal met like uh, hopefully like they're not referencing like, except a pat- for the introduction mon frere but justin <laughs> that's assuming they're talking about a baby they might be talking about what, like reaching into some alternate dimension and pulling like a david the gnome sized person into our reality and they've captured her in a bell jar maybe they may- they're referring to like a choice potato salad they all made together and it's like a joke an in joke between them hopefully it's a human baby um and that's a nice normal message, and I'm sorry that I spoilt it with um, um, my nonsense. This one, un- this one unsponsored the shit Justin said. <laughs> so these two sponsorships cancel each other out. This message is for Brain Coral, and it's from Insign. Is it- am I pronouncing that right? Insign. Whatever. Insign Ellie and the Fluff Monster. Ensign Ellie and the Fluff Monster say to Brain Coral, Happy Mornings two- at 5 a.m. on <laughs> K-Flunk. <laughs> uh, happy two years, Boodle Doodle. I appreciate you and our best friendship so much, much. I love your big blonde noggin and paddle feet going on movie dates and listening to the brothers together. Thank you for letting me use your body to learn anatomy and keeping me sane with cuddles in the boudoir. Stick with me, kid, and I will show you the world. Um, very personal. Very, very personal message. Do they mean for us yeah. to read that out loud? Oh, it says here, please don't read this. Oh. Oh, no. Oh. It just this, this this sponsorship, they paid us money just to read these words. They wanted us to know. Yeah. Um, know about our love, please. Congratulations on your two years. I am also celebrating my two-year wedding anniversary today. Nice. With my lovely wife, Rachel. Nice. What did you get her? Uh, it doesn't matter because Amazon didn't deliver it yet. Nice. Pretty cool job, Amazon. We'll nice. run a little late on that one, but there no big deal. Little... But anyway, why were you w- w- down to the last moment? Girl? I didn't. It was supposed to be her Thursday, and they done fucked the bed, didn't they? Nice. They done took a dump right in my anniversary bed. Great job. No, not great job. <laughs> no, I, wait, used... I hit the wrong button. Oh damn it! <laughs> this is going to be the problem with these horns until we get them figured out. Hey everyone, we're the Flop House, one of the newest additions to the Maximum Fun Podcasting Network. I'm Dan McCoy. I'm Stuart Wellington. And I'm Elliot Kalin. What is the Flop House? You may very well ask. We watch a bad movie and then we talk about it. A bad movie podcast? Isn't that like every fifth podcast on the internet? I'd answer that by saying one: we've been doing this show for over seven years, long before the entire premise of our show 
was a cliche, and two, shut up. Sick burn. I'd say that our show is more of a comedy podcast, a podcast about words that sound like other words, a podcast about me singing long, irritating songs like this one, a podcast about pitches for a Ziggy comic book movie, or discussions about sex tarps. Yeah, I mean, mostly it's a show about three friends just hanging out. And talking about ding-dongs. That's mostly used to. Wait, what? So if you like any of those things, subscribe in iTunes today or visit MaximumFun.org to follow the show. The Flophouse. Uh, I got another question for no, you. you. How about Yahoo, Yahoo, actually? I just said that. I just said it, if you'd listen for a second. This Yahoo was sent in by Rachel Rosing. Game recognized game. Rachel Rosing. Thank you, Rachel. It's by Yahoo Answers user. Ooh, they're anonymous. Let's call them. Let's see. Anonymous. Shanonymous. Shana. 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 Bowser from Shanana. Bowser from Shanana says, Why do some injections you have to get in the butt? <laughs> I had to get a penicillin shot earlier, and the nurse said this one needed to go on my behind. I honestly, really, did not feel like going there. Any place below the belt for me is examined on an absolutely, positively need-to basis. So I told her, I'll take it in the arm. She said, you don't want it there, trust me. I've been doing this 22 years. I didn't have to pull my pants all the way down, but still, I just didn't like that and really would have preferred elsewhere. I know she was just doing her job, but what difference does it make whether it goes in the arm or wherever? One way or another, it goes right into that bloodstream. Isn't that what matters? What okay? What what qualifies as a need to basis if it's not a nurse saying I have to give you penicillin? What what greater need is there to show your butt to a professional? Yeah. Um. Well, they're arguing that that shot is going to end up in the blood anyway, so you can put it anywhere. You can put it in between my toes. You, you you know you can put it in my you know my crankshaft. You can put it wherever you want. It's just like why my butt? Um. Your butt seems like a, it's pretty far away from you. It's like, like it's a, it's far a real from, melting pot. Yeah, it's there. Who knows what's going on down there half the time? And your butt is so far away from you uh, that from your head. Yeah, your you've face said that stuff. three times. Three times now, and it doesn't make any sense. Well, think it's about like, it, Griffin. Picture it in the world of like Osmosis Jones, right? Like if you right. went to the butt in Osmosis Jones, what would be there? And I feel like it would be like the wilderness. I feel like it would be like, we have to travel to the butt. Like they were saying Mordor, you know what I mean? Yeah, the butt seems like it's really far away. What if in Osmosis Jones, David Hyde Pierce, who played the pill guy, Uh was a suppository. And that was how he was introduced, was there was a long scene where (laughs) Bill Murray had to jam a little David Hyde Pierce right into his asshole. While DHP just screamed. While DHP was like, no, I'm a mouth pill. (laughs) Please, no, I was on Frasier. I got an answer from Sydney. Uh, she is a my wife's a physician, and I got an official answer here from her. And it I says, "Bud blood is the most important blood." Thanks, Sydney, for the wow. Wouldn't have expected that, but I said, "Why do shots go in the butt?" And she says, "There's just a lot of tissue there, muscle and fat and stuff, more so than in the deltoid, whatever that is." Sounds um, like she's making shit up. It's arm she's cannons, a, yeah, like it's these just, babies. I guess what she's saying is because the butt's so juicy. Because they got yeah. that juicy. Because the butt's so juicy. juicy. Cheese the ju- pizza. 
a juicy cheese pizza butt. You got that juicy butt, Kevin. Also, and she just texted me, also doctors like to look at butts, but don't tell anyone that is a secret. <laughs> no, she broke the Hippocratic Oath. That's right. That's the second the codicil of the oath. Hippocratic Oath. Do no harm and look at butts. No, it's do no harm and don't tell anyone about our butt secret. Love, <laughs> love Hippocrates. Oh, man. Um, butts are juicy. Did you guys know, by the way, I, I'm... Uh, I'm trying to see more versions of the Christmas Carol because there's just the few. Uh, there's so, so, so many out there. And I think people tend to hew to the ones that they're the the, the most uh, familiar with. Um, did you guys know there is an animated Christmas Carol from 1997 that features as Mr. Scrooge uh, a young Tim Curry? <gasps> Our friend and nearest, Tim Curry. And as if that cast couldn't like that cast is already like pretty good. Uh, who is that? Is the spirit of Christmas present? Why it's Whoopi Goldberg? Ooh, oh, man! Who's together, can, and, together again. Yeah, and who snuck in there is Marley. Well, it's your friend of mine, Ed Asner. That's a really good cast. That's like a if I was making house. a dr- if I was making a dream cast, uh, I would. So I mean, you could play Sonic. <laughs> That would be. That what would if be Sonic the Hedgehog was <laughs> the ghost of Christmas past? Why do you have to inject shots into my Sonic the Hedgehog? I think. What if. What would be the best Dickens <laughs> story to put Sonic the Hedgehog inside? And I think it would go a little something like this It was oh, the guess. worst of cheese dogs, it was the best of cheese dogs. Or, Do did you I mean get that right? Chili dogs, my dude. Listen, it's been a long time. Do you know that that was Urkel? Sorry, I just wanted to tell everybody about my other favorite <laughs> version of Christmas Carol. This one's um, a little bit uh, of basically the weirdest one that exists, and you guys will be like kicking yourself that you didn't know this was like a thing, uh, because it stars as uh, Scrooge, Simon Callow. Not that interesting. Uh, uh, Michael Gambon is in there as the Ghost of Christmas Present. Into no that. problem. Yeah, no problem at all. Uh, and then we have, uh, as Belle, you know, Sc- young Scrooge's love interest is uh, Kate Winslet. Ooh. And then who- who's that bringing up the rear as Marley? Why? why uh, uh, it's Nicolas Cage. What? What? Where, no, Nic- where? Is this an animated? Nick Cage for their animated Christmas Carol. No, movie. I've seen this. I've seen this. It was on. It was on Netflix. I was like, "Time to watch Scrooge." Oh, Scrooge isn't on Netflix. Let's watch this one. And it's like demented. It's demented, right? Like it's my. Fa- it's mainly about mice, and they take a lot of really weird uh, licenses with the story. Also, in that version, he gets back together with Belle, and they're both old, and they get back together. Like it's not that. It's a happy ending. It's not that happy, guys. She hasn't been waiting for Scrooge. No, in in like six months, Scrooge is bankrupt. Yeah. That's how that's how Christmas Carol ends. That's the follow up. That's the placard that comes up. That's the title card. Like six months later, he was in a gutter because he's an old man and he gave away all his money <laughs> when he needs it the most. He needs it the most. This was the time he was saving for, and he's giving it all away. And it's not like life is easy in like Elizabethan or whatever it was, Victorian London. Like it's tough, and he's just giving it away. Ugh. There's a balance, Scrooge. There's uh, a balance. I got a fucking choice when coming out at you hot. What is the etiquette when eating at a buffet? 
specifically when standing up and going to replenish your plate of food? Do I wait for a natural break of the conversation? Do I wait for the other person to stand up and get another plate? Or do I stand up in the middle of them talking, almost as if to imply that in three minutes they will still be there, but the crab legs might not be? Oh, that's a good question. That is a good question. I love that there's no like catchy nickname on this one because they wanted to provide as little evidence as they possibly could that would allow people to track them down and find out their true identity based on the subject matter of this question. Hungry Buffet Boy in Biloxi. You know, I, I encountered, like, not exactly the same thing, but I went to a barcade, a, a bar arcade, but it was actually mostly a restaurant, and we ordered food. It was like a sit-down restaurant, but also the walls were lined with arcade games, and, like, they brought us our tokens, and then it's like... Sorry, sorry, bud. You're talking about a Dave and Buster's? No, no. It was like a Japanese restaurant that also had like gauntlet. It was awesome. It was the best. But at Dave what point? Dave Son and Buster Son. <laughs> but at, <laughs> what is the appropriate time to be like, and I'm done with this adult conversation and I'm going to go play NBA Jam now? Yeah, that definitely adds an, another layer <laughs> the, to uh, it. The only thing you could do in that situation, Travis, is just. Excruciatingly slowly, just keep <laughs> stepping back away from the conversation until they suddenly realize they're shouting and you're playing NBA. No, jam. Fuck, fuck that. The better solution is like on Downton Abbey when they're like, "Well, dinner's over. I suggest we move this conversation to the drawing room. Just do something like that. Like, well, we've eaten all the pizza we're probably going <laughs> to eat. Why don't we continue this thrilling conversation?" Over a round of gauntlet. <laughs> Brandy and cigars around the frogger machine. <laughs> Who's up for some tapper? Oh, uh, man, tapper's so good, you guys. I'm uh, not going to fucking but talk here's about the, tapper with here's you. Here's the fun uh, thing that I encountered at this restaurant. Like, at no point can all four people get up from the table, right? Because that's a sign that you're done. So it's like you have to leave someone down, like to pin down the table while you go play like X Men. That's a that's a that is a sacrifice. They should have some sort of service for that. You should be able to hire a seat filler just to hold your position so you can get some four man Smash TV. I don't. I don't think they were done with these spring rolls. I think they'll be back in a minute. Wait a minute. You just, can you play four man Smash TV or is it just is it max two? I think it's just two. Just um, two. Uh, if you actually just put a quarter on the table, that means that it's like you've got next on it. So mm-hmm. you should be fine there. Um, but let's get back to the buffet subject because this, yes. this is also uh, very important because I get that sense of constant panic of, well, I didn't have room on my plate for those uh, you know, mashed, mashed potatoes uh, my first go round, but there weren't that many left. So I need to sl- slam jam this gravy square before it's all gone. Oh, looks like they just brought out fresh gummy bears. Yeah. I, I have to go now or they're going to be gone. Got to one, roll. One that I I uh, uh, find myself stuck in a lot. It's basically the saddest thing you can do is I'll be at uh, my favorite uh, uh, Chinese buffet and they won't have the coconut shrimp I like. Mm. And I'm pretty sure they're going to restock it. But like, because it's empty. So, of course, that's the next natural step. So you do that thing where you're like waiting, like oh man, I hope he brings some more out. Just like waiting for some substandard uh, coconut shrimp. This uh, this is pretty pitiful. I need some kind of flag system at a table 
because I will load up my plate and then take a bite of one of the things on the plate and realize, oh, I don't want this anymore. Oh, that's the worst. And then it's like, can you, like you went up thinking it was something with coconut in it. You got back and took a bite. It turned out it was a corn puzzle and you're not going to eat it. So you want to put it, but like you do want to go back up to get more. Right. So I need someone to come clear the plate and not ask any questions. (laughs) Because I don't want to have to identify that, yes, I'm wasting this. Oh, yeah, no, I'm bad. I'm a bad, bad eater boy, and I did not eat this corn puzzle. Please take it away so that I can go get more, you know, brownie mess or whatever. Like, that's that's Dana where snaps. I'm at. I feel like I want the people in my life who are most important to me to, like, know and understand that when I, when I begin to have these pangs of, hung, of food anxiety, when I'm talking to them, I, I'm not engaged in the conversation in the way that they want me to be, but it's completely like out of my hands. Mm-hmm, and sure, so when I right. do just like stand up in the middle of a conversation um, and walk to the other side of the room, cause they just put out, you know, it, it doesn't have to be at a buffet. We could be at a party and they just put out old cheesecake bites and those are going to go fucking fast. Of course. Oh yeah. Oh, here comes the wave of food anxiety. And like, what were you saying about your niece and her sickness? I really want to be dialed in, but to me, you're just saying cheesecake, cheesecake, cheesecake bites. <laughs> yummy, yum, yum. They taste they're so going, good. They're going. This everyone's why, getting them. Everyone's taking them from you. Why can't we just be adults about it? Say, listen, I love this story so much, but if I don't oh, see up, baby, baby, those creamy bites, I will literally, my human life on this planet will literally end. Baby, and I baby, will baby. Die. No, this story about your niece's sickness, it is hot stuff. I but, am down with the sickness, but, but I've got to go get these cheesecakes. Um, well, that's the problem, right? Because it would require you to admit, like, if we're being 100% honest, it would require you to admit that you're not that interested in stuff other people are saying, usually. No. Unless, it's, go- unless it's gossip or about you. Like, it's just not that interesting. Unless, unless but- the thing they're saying is directions to closer secret cheesecake bites. There's nothing that they could be saying that would get me more on board than than my sweet sweet food dreams listen we can all agree that when you go to a buffet you are engaging in an activity more so than just going to a restaurant right a restaurant is we can gab whilst others do the work but when you go to a buffet you're doing the work so imagine like if you went mini golfing and you just focused on the conversation and no one took their turn swinging a putter that would be the worst so why can't we agree that we came to this buffet for one purpose and one purpose only and it's to eat as much as we can and then fall asleep quick hopefully after we get home. So can we all please focus on the task at hand and maybe take a nap in the parking lot while someone holds down the table, then we come back for thirdsies. Just be cool Um, for two seconds. Travis, you've got it. If the only way that people are gonna get serious about their food eating at a buffet and doing the fucking job they came there to do is if after you ate at a buffet, uh, 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 a judge came by your table and critiqued everybody's performance at the buffet. Like, oh, Marcus, three clean plates, my good boy. And let me see, what do you, what do you got there? It looks like a little soft serve bowl. And oh, you went ham on those Oreos, crumblings. You went ham on those Oreos, crumblings on top of that ice cream bowl, didn't you? Oh my God, great oh, job! I'm now, so Susan, proud of Susan, I'm so proud of you. Here's a little styrofoam airplane you got to put together yourself. Now, Susan, let me see. It looks like you didn't even finish your first 
first plate, you left some of your greenie beanies on there, and then you made a second plate, and it doesn't seem like you put any effort into that at all, and I can't help but just like constructive criticism. You talked a lot about your your niece and her sickness, and I feel like maybe that detracted some of like your gross eating time. That's more um, of an Applebee's conversation. This is a Golden Corral. That right. shit, don't, that dog won't hunt. It's not called Golden Parlor Room. It's called a corral, which is where pigs eat garbage. <laughs> um, so, so maybe like like knuckle down next time and uh, focus yeah, on the have, task at hand. I do have to point out that uh, that that's a trough. <laughs> uh, but you don't just have a, a loose a trough, where they, Justin. Like, keep, keep horses and stuff. Well, there can be pigs there too. Show pigs. Anyway, I think also, I made a good point. Also, please don't fall asleep on the drive home because you just ate at Golden Crown. That's the next logical. No, step. No, you have to time it out, Justin. That's what I was saying. Because if you get to the car and you're like 15 minutes to get home, nope, not gonna make it. You nap right there, like when you pull your 18 wheeler over by the side of the road because you know that your buzzers have worn off or whatever, yeah. and you're gonna fall asleep. You do that in the Golden Crown parking lot, which is why they provide like sleep masks as you walk out the door. Maybe yeah, and they- alternately, maybe alternately. You just have a fourth horn that is a, a toggle, a constant <laughs> low-level horn emanating from your car that communicates, hey, I just ended a buffet. Please give me a wide berth. It says I have a slow-mo crash into the girder. Just like bumpers like at a little kid's bowling party. Right. Um, Please let me ease into the girder. It's also Most- the best time to call a lift ever, in case you're one. way better than like you got too drunk to drive. You call a lift. There should just be a special Golden Corral lift service. Yeah, it's just a. It is a button the size of your phone that appears on your phone when it the, the GPS detects you're in a Golden Corral, and it's just the size of your phone so that if you fall asleep, if you land on your phone, a lift driver will be there to carry you home to Slumberland. I'm not too drunk to drive. I'm too full to live, and I need <laughs> I need a ride home. Take me hey, home, Marcus. Let's let's wrap this show up. Yeah, I think we're I think we've done all we can do here. Uh, this has been my brother. My brother meets an advice show for the modern era. Uh, we hope you've had a lot of fun. Just to remind you, a couple quick things. Uh, head over to our Facebook group. It's the My Brother, My Brother, Me Appreciation Group. I think it's called. Uh, and you find some details about how to help some folks. I'll get that set up as soon as we're done here. Uh, I haven't actually done it yet. We're uh, doing a candlelight show. Speaking of candle nights, I hope it's begun for you all. But if it hasn't, don't worry, it'll come. Don't try to force it. You'll hurt yourself. Uh, but if you want to come see our Candlelight show, uh, which is a foolproof way to put yourself in the spirit, uh, go to bit.ly forward slash Candlelights 2. That's in Huntington, West Virginia, December 21st at 8 p.m. It's us and Sawbones, 20 bucks. It'll be a hoot and a half. We've sold about uh, 80% of the tickets for that show. So if you do want tickets, you're going to want to uh, pounce on those stats. It's a real good time. We do it as PG-13 as possible. So if you've got family in the area or, you know, you just want to, like, carpool down with some friends and do something stupid during your Christmas break, it's it's a great opportunity to do something stupid. Also, um, so we just had some Adventure Zone, which is the Dungeons & Dragons podcast that we do with our dad. We had some merch go up. It's uh, a really awesome dry erase board, uh, dry erase board character sheet that was done for us by Justin Gray. Um, and also a t-shirt that was designed for us by Leon Rosalar, um, and the uh, posters from our Pacific Northwest show that were drawn by Emily Carroll, they're now up for sale uh, on the on uh, the Max Fun store as well. There's not a ton of those, if yeah. memory serves. Like, it's the leftover ones we did not sell Correct. on the tour. And so. when they're gone, they're gone. So, like, they, they're not going to print anymore. These are just uh, what we had left. 
Uh, they are absolutely beautiful. If you haven't seen them, go check them out. There's also just a ton of other Max Fun merch on there. Um, the easiest way to find it is go to maxfunstore.com and it will redirect you to there. And there's a ton of awesome shift. Uh, a ton of awesome shit, I should say. And it's a lot of really great ideas for Christmas presents and stuff. So go check that out. I want to thank John Roderick and the Long Winters for the use of our theme song. It's a departure off the album Putting the Days to Bed. Uh, it's a good wintertime album. A lot of warm tracks there to heat up your chilly bones. Okay. Uh, we also want to say go check out all the other amazing Maximum Fun podcasts. Um, we do, but all of us do other ones on there. And there's also shows that we're not a part of. Uh, they're all incredible. Go check it out maximumfun.org uh also go check out uh till death do us blart it's the every thanksgiving special that we did with the guys from the worst idea of all time where we watch and review paul blart mall cop 2 we only put out one full episode a year every thanksgiving for the rest of time when we die we will be replaced go check it out till death do us blart.com or you can find it on itunes or at death blart on twitter I want to say it's a good name for a podcast. Try to come up with that name, everybody. It's a fucking the best name. Thank you. Uh, I want to say happy anniversary of my wife again. Happy anniversary. That'll be $100. That'll be $100. (laughs) No, I take it back. (laughs) All right. Fair enough. Uh, Thank you all so much for for joining us. And we hope you are having a festive holiday season. If you're not in that uh, Candlelight Spirit yet, uh, sure, fire away. Get out and do something nice for somebody. Guarantee. It works every time. Griffin, do you have a final Yahoo for us? Absolutely, I do. It was sent in by Zoe Kinski, climbing that ladder. Thank you, Zoe. It's by Yahoo Answers user Sir, who asks, How does ghost Pokemon sex work? (laughs) (laughs) My name is Justin McElroy. I'm Travis McElroy. It's a fair point, because they, when you mate a, a, a two ghost Pokemon at the daycare, they produce an egg. What the fuck? This has been my brother, my brother. May kiss your dad square on the lips. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported. Hi, I'm Brian Safi. And I'm Erin Gibson. And we host the Throwing Shade podcast. On Throwing Shade, we look at an issue important to ladies and an issue important to gay people, and then we basically make fun of it. Yeah, and just to answer your question, no, we don't have a marriage pact that if we don't get married by the time we're 30, we're going to do that no, with each other. No, that's true. Okay? Although we have each been divorced three times. Okay.